Hello, everyone. Welcome to Latter-day Struggles. This is your host, Valerie, and I have a fun couple of episodes in store for you. I want to welcome Brennan Patrick, my dear friend and colleague, to the show today. Hello, Brennan. How are you? Good. It's good to be back. Yes. As promised, uh, Brennan is one of my favorite people to have on the show, a fellow therapist, good friend, a mentor. And we have, a, like I said, a special show today in response to uh, a lot of, well, let me just give you some backstory as to why I'm doing this. I, I do get a lot of uh, questions um, over email and social media and from people that are in my groups and uh, just about what's going on. How did we, how did I get to where I am? Um, how this has evolved and affected my life, my family, um, just, you know, things like that. And then the other reason why I wanted to visit with you all today, and I feel like I want to do this maybe every, I don't know, maybe several months or something like that is because I believe in the power of the relationship and that part of the work that um, is so powerful in our, um, in the Latter-day Struggles platform is because uh, we talk frequently, or at least we talk and listen frequently. There's a frequent interaction. And uh, many of you, I think, feel uh, like we have a relationship. And I want to honor that and uh, just every once in a while, move away from maybe the specific topics or something that's theological or psychological and just let you get to know a little bit, a little bit more about me and uh, my process um, because I want to honor our uh, relationship. So anyhow, I wanted to do this, but I feel like it's probably a little bit less awkward to do so than just talking. I wanted to invite Brandon to uh, walk through. Um, I've gathered a list of a variety of questions that have been asked um, over, you know, the last, I've only been doing this for literally a year. So this is kind of a a, a, a newish thing, but it has, it's moved so fast, uh, that so much has happened. So much has changed so much has evolved. And so therefore these are a bunch of questions that, uh, that people have asked, and then we'll throw some extras in and Brandon, I, I gave Liberty to just do something, you know, if he wanted to go a different direction himself, he can too. So Brandon's going to ask the quick questions and I'm going to answer them. And we're probably not going to hover too long over any one thing unless, unless Brandon decides he wants to. So, okay. Um, I, it's fun to be the Larry King here. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just dive in and I'll just give a little bit of my perspective here and there, but, uh, Valerie, like what you've done is amazing. And I think it's gonna be awesome to kind of see the progression of it all. So, um, to start with, just tell us what is the impetus of the, of the podcast and why did you start it? Well, this is one of the reasons why, when I was thinking about doing this, uh, I wanted you to be a part of this because Brandon, you are like tightly connected to so much of this process, uh, more so I think directly in the beginning, but really still, I have a, a frequent consulting relationship, as you well know, Brandon, <laughs> so I'm telling everybody else this, is we we talk often on um, often about a variety of things. And really, I, I feel like I'm more so on the side of asking for your counsel and advice. Uh, every once in a while, you ask me for some counsel mm -hmm. and advice, but you're further on in the profession and, and in the podcasting world. So we had been, um, we'd done a couple of uh, collaborations together, both realized that we saw the world very similarly, and uh, also both recognized the great need in the Mormon space for someone to be talking not only about psychology, like theology and psychology, and the experience of the human being on the ground, uh, as we experience them in the counseling setting. And so that was really the impetus of doing this. And I, for, for my own sake, for my own self, I was already thick into another project, which I may talk about later. Uh, but this was very much uh, just a side gig that I, I intended to take uh, very little time. And, and that's, that's why we got started on it. Yeah. I remember um, I was at the park with my kids. We were talking on the phone and 
um, something just hit me. Like, honestly, Valerie, it was a feeling of like, we need to do this. This is important. Um, and the other, the other thing that, that hit me was, was that Valerie is built for this. Like you have been uniquely qualified and built for, for, for doing this. And so I, I felt both of those things that day. And that's, that's why I went forward with, Hey, let's get this thing started. Let's do this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you've said that many times and it has been very inspiring to me when you have given me that courage and said, Valerie, you were made for this. You yeah. were made for this. And it'll come up here, you know, as, we, as this evolves where I wasn't always so sure, but you've always been there to say, Hey, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah. And so yeah. anyhow, so was it challenging to publish the first episode? Yeah. So you and I, um, talked a lot about how this was going to look anywhere from let's just be like theologically neutral. Like let's do a non-denominational, how things are, uh, challenging in the Christian space in 2000, you know, in the 2020s, like we, we went down that path and you were like, no, 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 I don't think that's going to do it. Uh, uh, but I think we were both, uh, like, oh, we understood the taboos. We ne didn't necessarily have the language around it, but we knew what this would per per, uh, potentially cost us. And so we weren't so sure. Lots of conversations. I remember a very um, intense Zoom conversation that you and I had about like, okay, what are all of the potential costs? What is the worst possible thing that could happen? Um, but we also talked about what are the potential benefits and how many people could we help potentially if we do this. And, um, and so, yeah, I think we recorded 10 episodes before we dropped them. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, I, I'm glad you bring that up, Valerie, because I forgot, I kind of forgot about that, but they're like, I don't, I don't think a lot of people understand, um, to, 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 to step into a project like this, there's repercussions and, it's, it's, it's really an act of faith. Um, it, it affects relationships, um, cause it freaks some people out uh, that have a difficult time knowing that, Hey, your, you know, your relative or whatever is doing a podcast about Latter-day struggles, you know, and, and, uh, we kind of got to the point of surrender of, you know what, like speaking truth and, 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 putting it out there is so important. It needs to happen anyways. And we'll take those consequences regardless. So yeah, um, yeah it, it, it was, it was courageous, Valerie. It really yeah. was. Well, and I remember one time I, I reached out to you and I said, Hey, I, I was just putting all the pieces together. And I said, you know, most of my referral sources, my referral network is through all these family services or whatever they call that. And Brandon, if I do this, I will lose all of my social equity and my business might die. Yep. Yep. And I remember so, your response was exactly the same. Your, your response was exactly that. Yep. And you said, <laughs> and yet <laughs> you said, and yet Valerie, the population of people that you, that need what you have will be greater served. And the, the need is perhaps higher for those that you could reach by, by changing your audience. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah, on a on a career level, business level, uh, relationship level, personal level, um, in, you know, even even heaven forbid, I'll say it like, are you going to get excommunicated? Like, what's going to happen with the church? You know, we're, we're going to talk about that later. 
Um, but like those type of questions are out there and you don't really know the answers to all these things. So what's going to happen with your business and what's going to happen with your relationships. And, but if you step into truth, then it seems to work itself out. And that's exactly what we did when we started it. So, okay. I got another uh, next question here. Um, do you take recommendations for the podcast from the podcast audience? I get recommendations or requests all of the time, <laughs> very frequently, and they uh-huh. uh, come over email or social media. And the answer is yes, but kind of, well, I wouldn't, uh, yes, yes. I, I can't, I can't respond and re- produce a podcast episode for every recommendation because, well, honestly, the, there are two paths I would take on this. Some, t- some of the things are so um, obscure that I would have to do a great deal of study to become familiar enough with them to know what I'm talking about. And because I'm already immersed in so many other projects, while their, their interests may be really like that, they may be very interesting ideas. I don't have the time and energy, at least today to do that. Um, and then other people, I do take up their recommendations. Uh, I, you'll, you'll have more influence on me if you're in one of my groups for sure, because in my group setting, I know them, we talk in depth. And sometimes I experience um, impressions about recurrent things that keep coming up over and over and over again. Because at any given time, I'm working with about 150 people in these in these five groups, and so those things emerge and they get kind of I, my my wheels start turning, and it's like, oh, that is a that's a prevalent problem that I keep seeing over and over again, and I'm going to tackle that. And so I will do that. And then there are other you know other other emails requests may come in and it's something that comes up so frequently, uh, that I will try to, um, I'll put it on my list. I think this might be a question that has come up before that maybe on the list that, that you're walking through. So I'll just go ahead and address it now is that I have a, I have, um, multiple organization systems to help myself, um, manage all of the data that I read and study. And it helps me become a good packager of good, high quality organized content. And so I do have a running list of podcast topics and the books where I found them and the pages where I would reference if I wanted to go back and study them. And you and I actually shared this list uh, for a period of time when we were doing this together at the very beginning where you'd read something, I would read something, and we would add it to the list. And that way I can draw upon that list if something isn't um, happening that is more present or current that, that I'm working on or that has emerged like from a conversation in a group. I think, uh, you know, when you have a topic and I'm speaking from my own experience with, with my uh, podcast on betrayal trauma, when you have a topic that's, that's really emotional and complex, um, it triggers different things in different people. And you should see my inbox. I get people write me novels of things and, you know, and then I get little interesting, really kind of weird recommendations sometimes um, from my audience. And then I get great, uh, suggestions. And so, uh, you know, I'm like you, Valerie, where I do, I do listen to some of those and I, I fill it out and, but definitely not to all of them. And I, I can't, I can't get to all of them. And I imagine it's similar for you. Right. Hey, what is your process of choosing guests? Yeah. So I tried to, this has evolved, of course. Uh, first, it was just you and me. And then um, we'll talk, I think, in a minute about you and me and how we, you know, that evolved and things. But um, I don't prefer the solo voice podcast uh, for myself. 
I, I don't mind listening to them if they're if they're very well educated. And so sometimes I will do some of those, especially because if I've done some deep dive work and it's just as simple for me to walk through and present content, I don't really have a problem with that. Uh, I enjoy having Nathan on there because Nathan brings a, a different perspective. Uh, I really enjoy the process of having my own partner and I study things together and really hash them out. Uh, work through some of our differing thoughts and feelings. It's a great date night experience. If we're working on a series together, right. we will uh, spend a lot of time studying and um, comparing notes and putting outlines together and comparing outlines. And that has been just uh, such a fun thing for um, our marriage. In addition to uh, when I, when I have other guests on, I, as everyone knows, if you know anything about me, is I'm a prolific reader. And if I can get any authors of any of the books that I've read on, I could not be more excited about that. And I'm consistently uh, bewildered by the reality that some of these authors want to be on my podcast. Like that to me is like, I, I that it's funny because I guess I feel, I must feel a little bit of the imposter syndrome because the fact that some of these people want to be my friend and want to come on, it completely mystifies me. <laughs> I don't really take myself that seriously. And, um, and so that's really fun to have, you know, gosh, Fiona Givens, I've, I've adored for years. And the fact that she and I are um, dear friends now and uh, consistently talk uh, is wonderful. Like that's a, that's kind of in, in my, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a fangirl of hers and yet we're actually friends. Um, so that's fun. And then other than that, um, people that when something comes up um, that, where I feel like the voice, um, another voice would be powerful. I generally draw from somebody that I know personally, somebody in one of my groups. Uh, and sometimes, uh, say for example, for the recent uh, series that I just dropped on um, celebrating pride, they all came from my groups. Uh, and the reason why is because um, I know them. Um, I, I I know more or less kind of what I'm going to what I'm going to experience. And um, I want to privilege the voices of people that I um, that I trust and whose stories I understand, and they understand the nature of, um, of of the work that I do, like what my podcast is communicating, and the voice that I'm trying to, you know, uh, the space I'm feel that I'm filling in out there that is a very very unique niche. And so um, I do get a lot of uh, requests of people that would like to be on my show. <laughs> That's another very common thing. I have this story. Can I share it? And I I tried that one time and it was an actually a, a rather negative experience. <laughs> um, not that the person was not a, a joyful human, but it I didn't know them well enough to know their story. And then in the interview process, it became clear to me that like, oh, this is not a good fit. Like this is... Uh, this is a bad choice. This is a bad idea. I don't know them well enough to um, have them on my my show with my brand. And when I put it on my show, I'm endorsing it. And it was like, ooh, okay, rookie error. <laughs> uh, and so then I've I've never done that again. So that's kind of my process there. Well, okay. So and and maybe uh, I'll ask this. And you kind of went over this, but how do you plan your episodes and your series? Yeah. So uh, I will always look at what's going on currently in in the culture. Uh, I look at what people are struggling with the most. So for example, when you and I kicked off that series a few months ago um, about the problematic nature of the eternal marriage and family doctrine, uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because, again, these groups have been, oh, I, I know we're going to talk about them in a minute, but they've been so 
profound to me. Um, I know, I know they help people. And yet I, I frequently try, I frequently tell them that they bless me every bit as much, if not more than I bless them. But, but the, one of the values that I experience is that I'm talking to real people on the ground in this experience, telling me their stories and I'm starting to pick up themes. Uh, I did some grounded theory research in my um, second graduate program a few years ago. And it's, it's the, it's the, the gathering of data through the listening to of stories and stories that start when you listen to enough people that are in the same space, themes start to emerge and you start hearing the same things over and over and over again. And that's when you can start really learning the nature of the problem. And when you learn the nature of the problem, then you can start looking at how uh, to look at a different way uh, to solve the problem or to heal the, the the suffering or the pain point. And so I just keep hearing over and over and over again how inadvertently the doctrines of the eternal marriage theology, it hurts people. It hurts marriages. It hurts families. It's unintended. And yet it the, the, the nature, even though it's unintended, that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt any, any less. And so when that right. starts to emerge for me and I keep hearing it and I keep thinking about it and I start making sense of it as I meld like my, my understanding of theology with my understanding of psychology and then I listen to the voices of people, ideas and impressions and paths start emerging. And then that is when I'm like, I want to create a series. And oftentimes as I start studying and putting outlines together, one episode turns into three because it's like, oh my goodness, this is so big. This alone is going to take. 30 minutes and then right. things grow from that. And so that would be how I choose um, and my, my themes and my series. I do lots of note-taking. Of course, I read lots of books and I take notes in the books and I keep my lists as far as what is um, what would I maybe like to, to tackle down the road, even if it's not something that feels uh, like it's emergent to me right now, but it's a really good, relevant topic uh, that I could hit on down the road if perhaps nothing is really um, percolating to the top of the, you know, of my consciousness at the moment. I think as you're, as you're talking through that, Valerie, I asked, it's a simple question and I expected you to say like, well, you know, I kind of make an outline and then, you know, I do this thing. And, and it's like, you can see as you talk about this, how much thought and how much energy and how much preparation, how much study um, that you go through to really hone in um, the, the good content that you deliver. And um, yeah, it's not a small thing, uh, what you're doing in terms of delivering this content. So. Hey everybody, the Latter-day Struggles podcast began on a whim and has become my passion project, my vocation and my full-time employment. As you might imagine, the content you enjoy is the culmination of thousands of hours of planning, study, production, editing, and other behind the scenes work all in an effort to be a valuable resource to you, my audience here in and around the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you feel that what I offer has added value, direction, and strength in your faith journey, I now invite you to financially support my work to help ensure that I can continue to offer you and others this high-quality content in the future. You can now make donations through my Patreon account, conveniently linked in my show notes at the bottom of each episode. Your donations, either small or large, one-time donations or those made on a monthly basis will help me continue to provide you with high quality, frequent, psychologically and spiritually sound content for your faith journey and for your willingness to support me 
I offer you my most sincere gratitude. Thank you. Now, back to the show. So did you have a vision for what you wanted for this when you started it? You know, I... (laughs) The vision was that it would be a peripheral hobby that I would spend almost no time on. I'm not even kidding you. I thought I really love working with Brannon <laughs> and I think it would be so fun to kind of throw together a few episodes here and there. Um, very low expectations, uh, no plan, literally no plan because I was already kind of in the thick of another uh, professional project that was actually brand new itself. Uh, and it was taking a great deal of time and energy and um, had a lot of potential, I thought. Uh, and so when I, when I did this, you and I both were like, okay, we've got to make sure this is like fun, but like, this can't have legs. I mean, I remember you saying that too, like this can't overtake my other project, Valerie. And I'm like, same here, same here. I'm right there with you. Like, this is not a thing. Like this is, this is a, not a big deal. We will. And, um, that may actually be a part of why, uh, you stepped away. I know there were other reasons too, perhaps, but, but like it became, evident almost from the very beginning <laughs> within the first 10 to 12 episodes uh i know i started getting letters from people and i had a whole mm. other podcast that i've been doing for two years and i don't think i'd ever gotten any letters or maybe a couple but i mean they almost immediately started coming in and it was like oh oh like you know there aren't a lot of listeners yet but the ones that are hearing it um they're feeling something we're saying something that is really striking a chord for them and so uh, then within the next few months, I started really like going, Oh dear, like, Oh dear. And like, wow, I can't believe this is happening kind of way. But like, what am I going to do with my other whole professional project? What am I going to do with my private practice that is growing? What am I going to do with the employees that I have? How am I going to, uh, maintain my mental health (laughs) myself and go through the inevitable pain of presenting this stuff, which is actually incredibly personal too. I am not removed from this project on a personal level. I was in some ways, I was learning some of the very more, some of the more devastating um, shelf breaking issues as I was presenting them. Now I was generally a step or two ahead, but there were a few things that like would come up for me as I was learning and and going, Oh my goodness. Okay. You know, here we are. And so uh, not only was it professional, but it was personal. And then of course, um, I felt deeply the call. Uh, I was getting so much feedback. The podcast was within a few months growing quite quickly and it became very evident that I didn't have the bandwidth to do the other project. And so I had to, I had to get myself out of it, which was a whole other um, story, which is unnecessary for our, our, our time today, but it, it took a few months to get that all worked out. And, um, decide that like, I guess this is, I, it, in some ways it felt like, um, a call. Like I did not ask for this. I did not anticipate it. I did not even want it. And, um, and yet I feel like, uh, uh, things fell into place such that it became evident that this was what I was to do. Yep. Yep. Um, speaking of that, um, just, just tell, tell the audience what it was like when I decided to, to bail on you. When I, <laughs> when I, when I left, <laughs> what was that like for you? Well, you remember because you were there. Um, it was tough. Mm-hmm. I think we were, um, gosh, probably 12 or 14 episodes in 
but we'd been working really hard for three or four months because we we hadn't like we we stockpiled a few of them because we were still too scared to drop them and um the the good news about this whole story with you Brandon is that uh you had been so gracious the whole time and even though it was really kind of heartbreaking for a minute um you were so honest with me throughout the whole process and you were walking me through your your own professional hesitations your personal hesitations um your worries and so i wasn't blindsided um I would even go so far as to say, I kind of could see the writing on the wall, but I also could tell you really did love the work. And I, I knew you how much you enjoyed working with me too. So I could definitely see you were really wrestling. And um, when you finally kind of said, Hey, I don't, I don't remember. There was some decision we had to make about something. And you finally were like, listen, I, I, and we talked and I think I, well, I'm sure I cried. Cause I feel like I cry all the time. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that was a part of it, which was probably unpleasant for you because you didn't want to hurt me. Um, and I remember saying to you, I cannot do this by myself. Like, this is too scary. And, um, and I think you kind of like, well, I understand, but Val, you're, you're made for this. And I think you're strong enough and I will stand by your side and I will support you in every way I can other than being your all the time co-host. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you actually have, you have been that. And, um, and I remember getting off the call and kind of just being like, well, you know, thinking for a day or two, like it's over, it's done. It hasn't, you know, it's been just a few months. It's not a big deal. I hadn't deconstructed my whole other, you know, professional side. So it really was a, I was at a juncture where I really could have um, just walked away. And, and on my bad days, I feel like, man, I should have just walked away. This is hard, you know? Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, I think I rallied within the next few days and, um, I actually, interestingly, you know, I, I, I believe that God works in mysterious ways. And even before this whole conversation had happened, Brandon, I started getting a, a, a vision for myself that I wanted to turn this more into like you and I were really digging into the psychology and the clinical work and talking about clients, which I still love. And that's why I like to kind of loop you back in. But I also had a vision that was sort of emerging on its own, out, like underneath my highest level of consciousness, that I wanted to start doing deep analysis of theological topics and that I wanted to be reading books and talking about various uh, issues that, that emerged, that was the melding of theology and psychology and relationship work. And, um, it wasn't exactly on brand with what you and I had talked about. It was sort of like my own thing evolving yep. on it. And, and it was pretty cool because I did realize after we had our challenging conversation that, you know, Valerie, you're already sort of hatching your own vision of what you want this to be. And it was already happening even before I actually kind of thought, I'm going to have to kind of get him on board a little bit with a slightly different way of, of doing this. Um, and then of course this whole thing happened and it then became my, my thing. And in some ways, Brandon, I think, uh, I was the victim of sort of a, a struggle of patriarchy there. Like I wanted the strong white man to protect me a little bit. <laughs> yep. And, yeah. um, and then it was one of those moments where it was like, you know, yeah, he's a good guy. He's been in the field longer. He's been podcast, like, you know, he, he has a, a decent 
Like my reasons for wanting you around as I was feeling very insecure make perfect sense. And yet mm-hmm. it's really in some ways, um, I see it as very providential that you came in, we had the courage, we kicked this thing off, we started it. We we You were there for the exact amount of time that you needed to be there for then me to step up and yep. do what I needed to do that has become what what I'm I'm now doing with um with your help and with tons of support from my husband and of course other people. And of course I could have never anticipated that, nor would I have I even chosen it to have emerged that way if I could have plotted it out myself. And yet right. now I see where we are and it's like, oh yeah, this was exactly how it was supposed to be. So long answer. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. And if I can just give my little two cents like um hindsight is so clear and um, to, to, to me, it's a real testimony that God is there. Like when I look at that and i I was having these feelings of like, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And this is not what I'm supposed to continue to pursue. And I didn't know exactly why Valerie, but now I do. And I think, I think a, a lot of it wasn't about what I was going to go pursue. It was about getting out of your way. <laughs> I needed to butt out. I needed to get out of your way. And, and that's absolutely what's happened. I, I think it's gone much better without me. Um, and, and, uh, you, I, I'm much more the, you know, psychological relational side of things. And I think the theology that you bring in and the intellect that you bring in and the study that you bring in is so important. And I totally would have gotten away of that. So, um, I'm grateful that I still get to be somewhat of a part just behind the scenes, just a little bit. And I think that's exactly the role that I need to play for you is to support you. And, and you're continuing to do exactly what God made you to do. So it's, it, it has worked out just the way that it was supposed to. So, okay, let's move on. Uh, how do you divide your time professionally with everything that you're doing? Yeah. Uh, that has been, um, again, it's like a, it's a mixed blessing. Like it's a good problem, but this thing, it, it moves so fast that I had a full private practice, a couple of employees, very busy. I was running another podcast. I actually was running another group uh, that was a whole different platform. Uh, I had to like edge, ease my way out of that before I moved into this. And even to this day, I'm really juggling uh, private practice. Um, I adore the group work that I do, but it is, it's a, it's emotionally heavy. It's very costly <laughs> on me, um, which includes a lot of preparation uh, content preparation, the presenting, um, as anybody who knows me at all knows if when I'm working with you, I am all in, uh, emotionally and empathically. And it costs me, uh, a lot. I struggle with chronic migraine headaches, and I'm fairly certain that it's at least loosely correlated with the work that I do, that it is very, you know, it's very psychologically, uh, physiologically intense work for me. And so, uh, producing the podcast, doing private practice work. I really, really enjoy these consults that I started doing with individuals that just want um, a one-off or a a small handful. And then also in the spirit of trying to be more scalable, I'm also trying to uh, produce all of these courses that I I want to be uh, a part of an eventual catalog. And so, yeah, it is, uh, it's a juggling act is what it is. And I have always been one that likes my finger in a lot of pots. And so on the one hand, I really enjoy it. On the other hand, it's very challenging. And I, I don't know that I always, uh, am as kind to of myself as I ought to be in terms of giving myself 
breaks because it is a passion project. It truly is something that's hard for me to put down because I do, I feel called. I feel lots of impressions about what to plan, what to talk about, how to reach, you know, this population. And I, and I feel like, and because I work at home, uh, I struggle quite a bit with not having a barrier, a, a physical barrier between work life and home life. It just feels like I, I'm always thinking about this and because it's so personal and such a part of my identity, my Mormon girl identity to like, try to unravel this problem and, and help people and, you know, wake up the, you know, the blindness of the institution. I mean, it's a big, it's a lot going on and it's sometimes hard to just, you know, thank God I live on a lake because I do love to go out and like, I can go out and play with my children, uh, go water skiing, surf, you know, do that. And that's helpful for me, but it's, it's very challenging. It's, I'm not good at it. It sounds like Valerie sounds like a lot of the therapists that I work with and just being a therapist sounds like you do burn out sometimes and that you work really hard to try to do your self care to not like totally burn out. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is accurate. And I, I haven't, I have not mastered it because I am a very high energy person. And I think the one it's my headaches that, that is the only thing that slows me down. It, my, my migraine headaches are the thing that motivates me to sleep. My migraine headaches are the thing that motivates me to stop, to take care of myself, uh, to say no sometimes. And right now I'm in this, this, this time of flux because the podcast used to be, again, it was a side thing for you and me. Uh, it kind of has grown. And then the more collaborative I have gotten and the more I'm invited to be guests on other shows and to have like really amazing uh, thought leaders and authors and theologians on here, uh, the preparation has, you know, exponentially increased. And from the pre-production to the production to the post-production side, it's uh, it's taken on um, a life of its own, which again, I thoroughly enjoy, but I, I've actually had to, I am in the process of trying to figure out how to, how, to, how feasible this is because it's become, it's become a little bit of a, a, you know, it's, how do I say this? It's grown, it's grown lots of legs. (laughs) And so. I think, I think Valerie, our jobs are high burnout and they're high reward, high burnout. And I, a lot of times I, you know, people are kind of in their egocentrism where it's like the world revolves around me. So all of the clients and the people making requests to you, um, we become a commodity. They, they pay, you know, for our services we're a commodity. And what, what I don't think what's realized is that we are humans and we absolutely have feelings and we get drained and the, we, we take on a lot of energy because we're trying to help people. And I think, I think that's really real. I, I got a, an email from a client once that just said, Hey, I know your job is taxing. And this was a difficult client where we would go blows sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I know your job is taxing and I just want to tell you how grateful I am for you for sticking in there with me. And like, I know it burns you out at times and I appreciate you. And that like meant so much to me. Like, wow, you see that I'm a human, like (laughs) this is hard. (laughs) So those headaches are, yeah, I'm sorry you get migraines, Valerie, but I totally get why you get them. Yeah. And so you got to get out on that lake more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I, uh, I'm just currently working on as I'm trying to take better care of myself is I've really, really wrestled with how like the, the frequency of my, of my podcast uh, production. And I, I'm torn and I have been torn. I think I've come to a place where 
I, I found a, a good feasible solution that's forthcoming, but, and I'm happy to talk about it right now, I guess, is what, uh, one thing that I have thought about is, you know, dropping uh, twice a week is just, uh, it's a, it's a big responsibility. And yet at the same time, because I'm a relational therapist and because I have, um, I, I have an understanding of the nature of how important this work is for some of the people that listen and I, I also really, really enjoy it. And so there's a part of me that's like, well, I could just take better care of myself. And I have thought quite seriously about, you know, I'm going to just move down to dropping once a week. That is not that big of a deal. For, most people do drop once a week, if not less. Right. And, and yet at the same time, that relational side of me is like, yeah, but I love the idea of this being an ongoing conversation that people can really look forward to uh, their little, you know, you know, shot in the arm a couple times a week not feeling crazy, not feeling alone, uh, better, better feeling seen by someone out there. And, and therefore what I, I kind of decided I'm going to do moving forward is I'm going to move to, I'm going to keep doing two episodes, but I I'm fairly certain that I'm going to do, uh, the, the Monday episode will remain as it is. And the Friday episode is going to be on a subscription so that I can feel like I'm getting compensated for the hundreds and hundreds of hours that I'm actually spending producing these bad boys. And uh, yeah. that way there still is going to be, you know, shareable free content for folks, but also every other time uh, I'm going to be able to feel like all that I'm doing, I'm actually, you know, getting paid for because so much of my private practice and my consulting and all that has really transitioned over to the production of this beautiful content that I'm so proud of. So. I think that's a great idea, Valerie. And I imagine it, it probably won't cost that much um, to, to get behind that wall, so to speak, and listen to that content. And um, it's a way for you to, to deliver excellent content where you're not so burned out. And so I think it's awesome. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. I, I, I appreciate your reassurance. I, and I do, it, it's take, it's taken me a minute to kind of get used to the idea, but, and you're right. Yes. It'll be really, gosh, I think, I think I'm thinking about like, I don't know, 99 a year or something like really reasonable for, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel, um, I feel good about it. It feels win-win to me that I can, I can continue to do that, which I'm getting so much positive reinforcement for, but that I can, I can, value myself enough to let this be actually my job <laughs> rather than like doing it on the site in addition to all of the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you can replace some of your income that you're, you're using your, your energy and your brain power on things that are burning you out some, if you can replace some of that income, really focus on this. That's going to be awesome. That's yeah. all. That's, that's awesome, Valerie. Okay. So I just got a couple more questions. Okay. Yeah. So groups are difficult to run. <laughs> I, I, I am group guy. I love group work. I've done a gazillion hours of group work, but they are difficult. Yeah. Um, so why do you choose to do them? Yeah. Thank you for that question. And one of the reasons why I do groups, Brandon, is because of you actually, this goes way back to even before, long before Latter-day Struggles. And you were talking to me about, you've been always so encouraging and like inspiring me to like reach more people. I remember very early on in our relationship, you were like, Valerie, you are meant to talk to not like 10 people a week. You're meant to talk to 10,000 people a week. I remember you vividly saying that and thinking, is this guy insane? Like, I mean, I like him. He's like saying really nice things, but I kind of think he's insane. <laughs> so, That's <was> true. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, but I have always wanted to, um, I want to, to do, 
I want to, I want to speak to my talents and I'm, I'm not someone that's afraid to say I have talents and and gifts and abilities that I, I, you know, by the grace of God. Right. And so I want to serve as many people as I can with the passions, the gifts, the abilities, and the training that I have. And I think group work has been a way for me to reach more people than individual work. And the other thing that I have come to realize that is a complete like bonus that I would not have anticipated, or I didn't even think about when I started putting these together is that they, uh, they are the face of my listeners for the podcast. Like I get a lot of beautiful letters and I get nice, you know, ratings and reviews and whatnot, but I do spend hundreds of hours talking to myself on a computer screen. And then there's all of the, you know, the reading and the production and whatnot. And, and so these, these beautiful people are the, they're, they're the actual human beings that represent the thousands of other people that I will never meet. And so they are my strength. They are the wind beneath my wings. They are my friends. They are the people that I look forward to seeing each week. And, you know, each it, there, there's some complexities there. Everything, every group does not run smoothly. There are relationship struggles in groups. Um, yeah. People get, um, you know, there are some, you know, every once in a while, it's, it's, a, it's a very low number, but every once in a while, somebody will be unhappy with, you know, something that happens having to do with group. This is a human experience. So it's going to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, that's okay. You know, we just work the problem, but I would say if I were to talk about like, um, the, it, it, the struggles, um, are, are well worth the value and the depth and the breadth and knowing that the people that stick around and become part of like a, you know, real committed community members, uh, they are lovely to have, and I just value them um, more than they can probably ever know. And even the ones that pop in and stay for a few months and leave, it's just so lovely to know that they have made friends that they will probably have for the rest of their lives that are their close uh, contacts, their support systems, and that we are, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm arrogant enough to want to believe that we are starting a little bit of a movement through the Latter-day Struggles thing, that people are learning how to talk in church more or to, you know, to be more brave, to make more friends, to speak up, to think differently, to uh, change in small ways uh, what's going on in their own little communities. And that that is how change actually happens. And I think it happens through these group members uh, getting more confidence and knowing that they're not alone. So it's, it's a really, I think it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. I love that. And I don't think you're arrogant. I think it's reality. So, okay. To wrap up, uh, just, you've been doing this for a while now. You have a lot of episodes now. Yeah. What are just a couple of, of the highlights? What, what were some of the most powerful moments for you so far? Yeah, I, I would say the two most powerful moments I've had were actually with, with interviews with other people. And I will be brief because I know we're all over on our time today. Uh, one of them would be when I interviewed Paul Toscano, one of the um, gentlemen that was part of the September 6th and the very last few minutes of, of my episode with him, where I talked to him about the, um, how sorry I was for how he was treated by uh, the the general authorities. Um, mm. And it was a tender moment. And um, he's such a sweet man and he's been through a lot. And that was really, really special. And then I would say the other moment that was really tender, I think this is where, you know, podcaster meets therapist. And so if you're being interviewed, you're probably going to get some of my, you know, therapeutic skills that I can't yeah. resist but not uh, bringing there. And when I was interviewing um, Fiona Givens, just a, just recently this was dropped and talking to her about her life story and helping her um, better understand, uh, kind, of, kind of makes be- better sense of her her life 
and the reasons why she uh, joined the church and is still in the church doing the, the very brave work that she's doing. And that was really, I turned off the show and we ended the call and I just burst into tears because I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is so sacred that like one of my own personal heroes um, got to learn a little bit about herself from me and my training and my ability to, to see her in a way that she couldn't see herself. Actually, this is a perfect way to end Brandon, because this is how, who you've been to me. You see in me things that I don't necessarily see about myself and keep mm. reminding me of myself and my capacities and my potentials and, um, uh, my ability to do hard things. And so I think we all need those kind of people in our lives. So this is probably a good time Absolutely. to, to I'll, maybe I'll take back the uh, interviewing and we've let's go ahead and close this show up. Everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to uh, finish this interview um, experience on our next episode. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Latter-day struggles podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you pause and rate and write a positive review on this podcast? It is incredibly helpful for people who are in a faith crisis or a faith journey to look at those ratings and reviews and see from what you say that what they're going to get is a faith expanding experience through this podcast. And remember, those who are afraid of the content that we tackle here, they tend to be ones that do jump on and rate and review. So if you take 30 seconds and do that for me, that would be uh, incredibly appreciated. Additionally, if you're interested in joining one of my space-limited support and processing groups, if you would like to purchase an online course designed to help you through your faith expansion journey at your own pace, or if you're interested in looking into some time-limited consulting with me or with some ongoing coaching with a member of my team, you can find all of the information for all of these products at latterdaystruggles.com. That's latterdaystruggles.com. And finally, the Latter-day Struggles podcast is a proud member of the Dialogue Podcasting Network. You can support the Dialogue Foundation by subscribing to DialogueJournal.com. We can thank the Dialogue Foundation for being the founding body of progressive Mormon thought. Please support them. Dialogue Podcast Network.